name, of course, is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Nick Picky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick Facone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my main... Man, Pots and Pans, Nick Bacone of Philly Voice and Philly Influencer. And you are listening to episode 232 of The Straight Shooters on a whole bunch of platforms out there. Wherever you can find podcasts is where you can find us, The Straight Shooters. But before I talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, we got another live commentary for you tonight. We're going to have some more fun tonight. Uh, live commentate the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the main event of Fall Brawl 1998. Uh, the War Games match, Team WCW versus Team NWO, Hollywood versus Team WO, NWO Wolfpack. Yeah, it's a mess. Before we get into that in our live commentaries, I got to check in with my good brother, Nick Pacone. Nick, how you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. We got a big Eagles schedule reveal tonight, so uh, we both were kind of working a little late. I'm sure you uh, had quite a busy evening. It seems like all these NFL things happen on a Thursday. Um and since we've switched our schedule to record on Thursday, we got to, you know, kind of postpone a little bit here and there. But, uh, you know, I'm hanging in there trying to watch some wrestling. I'm just I'm not feeling it without crowds or limited crowds right now. So, you know, I kind of was like, let's just do another live commentary. We have fun doing it. It's entertaining. Um, you know, I enjoy listening back to those and uh you know, we we made him famous, you know, years ago. So <laughs> I like to think we had um, we played a part in other people's success when they when they started doing that. So I'll just give my ego a little boost there. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's we're still kind of in this. But yeah, at least I am. I'm just kind of in this blase uh, phase with almost everything. So trying to get out of it and. Maybe this helps. Who knows? Well, well, let's let's hope it helps. I mean, we got, like I said, some fun to stuff to talk about tonight, or to watch tonight, I should say. Uh, like I said, Fall Brawl '98, the War Games match between WCW, NWO Hollywood, NWO Wolfpack. Uh, we have it up on the WWE Network. We are at. If you want to watch along with us, we are at two hours, nineteen minutes, and fifteen seconds. As right as Michael Buffer. I feel like every WCW pay-per-view had Michael Buffer on it. At least I felt that way. Uh, the last one we did last week was, of course, Uncensored 96 with the Doomsday Cage. He's announcing for that. Here we are again. Uh, I remember when I was doing the um, my Throwback Thursday reviews on Philly.com, now Inquirer.com. Uh, I would occasionally do 
uh, some WCW shows. I did a lot of WCW shows because I would say, hey, guys, what do you want me to watch next for Throwback Thursday? And people would suggest to me WCW shows all the time. And it felt like every single one of those shows, Michael Buffer was announcing, which was just, in hindsight, it's like, why? <laughs> he's announcing at Sam and whatever. It's not and like he's the one that Starcade. made people buy him. I, gotta, I can see it was like the main event of Starcade, you know, but the main event of, I don't know, it's just, here we are, Fall Brawl. He's doing it again. Fall Brawl, cool name. I think it's a cool, WCW pay-per-view names in general. Some of those need to come back, but uh, let's have that discussion in, in, in this right now, actually. While we get y'all, let y'all get a chance to get oh, where we're at. Again, two hours, 19 minutes, 15 seconds. Uh, but yeah, WCW pay-per-view name. For the most part, were damn good. Yeah. I mean, there was two brawls. Yeah, Super Brawl and Fall mm. Brawl. I'd probably go with Fall Brawl over Super Brawl. Because it's yeah. just, uh, hey, it's the fall. But also, you had Halloween Havoc, which is also a fall show, technically. So, kind of had, you know, some, um, I don't know. They're kind of clanging into each other a little bit there. But, I mean, Starcade's great name. WWE uses that one. Uh-huh. Even though it's not technically a pay-per-view, which is still bugs me. It's, Just give, yeah. give the Survivor Series Mega Starcade. I still, I'm still banging the table for that. Um, Beast Blast was terrible. Bash at the Beach, better. They improved upon yeah, that. I mean, was it terrible? I didn't like Beach Blast. No, that's stupid. Bash at the Beach is ridiculous when when you compare it to the Great American Bash and they're back to back. So that's that's true. That's too bad. <laughs> I mean, you talk about Fall Brawl and Halloween Havoc, and I get what you're saying there, but to me, like Bash at the Beach isn't a bad name, but if you're gonna have it. The Great American Bash in June, and then Bash at the Beach in July. I just, I would maybe split them up. Maybe do Bash at the Beach in August, but can't can't do that in uh, in where was it Sturgis, South Dakota when they started their August pay per views. So, um, Hog Wild like that. Yeah, it was Hog Wild at first, and then uh, it was Road Wild. The second year, yeah, they switched it to Road Wild. Um, yeah, I mean. I think Great American Bash, even I, I dug Slamboree's. Not very many people probably like that name, but you know, it, it's not a bad name, not a bad name at all. And uh, like you said, a lot of the WCW names were were pretty damn good. And it was weird though for me. I never thought it to be like a WrestleMania type show, even though they treated it almost like that. Um, to me, I mean, I didn't like I said. I, I've said before I haven't watched WCW. Um, I didn't watch it, I should say, till like '94, '95, uh, when Hogan and Savage went over. I would watch it here and there, you know, in the early '90s. But to me, it looked so less than WWF in my eyes. So I never like made time to watch it. Um, you are very much Team so, WWF, uh, Team Lockwire, Team was. Mania. That's right. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I remember WCW Saturday Night would come on and then I wouldn't even like pay attention to it. And so, you know, I wasn't interested if I wasn't paying attention to some kind of wrestling back then. Um, and even when like Sid, that's when Sid Vicious went back to WCW after he left the WWF and stuff like that. And 
he was like with Sting and Ric Flair, and I'm just like, eh, not interested. And uh, but with the, the these pay per view names, you know, you look back and you go like, they, they were really, you know, it, it, and like Eric Bischoff ha- has said on his podcast, they gave each pay per view its own identity, and we never, we haven't seen that, and I don't know how many years. Um, even WrestleMania doesn't feel like WrestleMania anymore, just because it's they, it, they all they do is change the logo. I mean, they it just hasn't felt as special to me as WrestleMania used to. And when that happens to me, where I get excited about like some of the smallest things in pro wrestling, uh, you know, if you get me uninspired and unexcited about something, then you got a problem. And that's kind of been what's been happening the last few years. Um, I think if you bring back some of those WCW names, I might get interested again in in that, um, regardless of the product. But overall, it is the product that kind of dictates whether I'm interested or not. But man, you bring back a Halloween Havoc? Like, come on. How how have you not brought that back? Yeah, you brought back Great American Bash. Right. Of all the names, I mean, Great American Bash is a good name. Then they changed it to the Bash, which was worse. You just made a good name worse. a terrible logo. Right. Which is, what? Who thought of that? That that was a terrible idea. I think that only lasted like a year or so. I'm glad that didn't. This was like, we have fans all over the world. We can't alienate them. I mean, and that's fair. And that's fair. I, I get that. That is true. But if you go, if you don't take the Great American out of the name, just get rid of the Bash. The, the, the Bash sounds stupid. Or the Great Bash. <laughs> Something like the Bash sounds dumb. Or Great Balls of Fire. There you go. Oh, man. I still can't believe that was a thing, man. Still the worst ever. I, I um, thought it was a legit joke. We were driving to the studio to record our podcast, I believe, when we were, were we driving or it might have been actually like a couple days before. Or... No, we were, we were, we were uh, in a car. Okay. On our way to uh, studios and uh, <laughs> at the time. We saw it. I think we surprised Brian Osley with that little nugget because um, we we said that on the air and he was like learning it for the first time. He thought we were joking around, but I remember, man, some of the conversations we have with like. WWE decisions in the car on the way to the studio. We're just like, what? And yeah, that was rough. Great but, uh, there, man. Um, WWE, I mean, y'all just, it, like you said, they, WCW had like each show had like a kind of like their own personality. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say a theme because then you, because WWE's have themes like Hell in the Cells, like it's a, a theme. Yeah. But I would say that they had their own personality. And what's, what's different from Battleground? What's, what makes Battleground different from, I don't know. I don't even know the, the WWE pay-per-views anymore. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, excuse me. I mean, uh, even Night of Champions. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, every pay-per-view is pretty much Night of Champions. Like damn near. Payback. They had uh, Money in the Bank's coming up, but they moved that to May for some reason. I don't even know what's in June. That's, Stomping that's grounds. Weekend. They had. That's this weekend. That is. I, that's the thing. We're not even previewing it. Um, I have no idea. You could predict it. Care. I have no idea. I have none. No clue. The cool thing I will say is they're apparently going to be going. They're quote unquote going to be going on at the same time. They've already been taped and recorded and everything, but uh, I think they're going to air it here. Like it, they they said on Raw that they were going to be happening at the same time. So I'm assuming we're going to go back and forth in real that, time. Apparently, it's going to happen throughout the show. I think. Oh, okay. 
That's what I've read on the internet. So you can believe okay. it. Take it off what you will. The internet, the internet never lies. But right. I will, I will admit, that watching wrestling right now is not fun. And mm-hmm. I put it on out of habit. And I'm doing other things though. It's on in the background, so I probably miss a lot of things they say on commentary. So if they say like it's going to be going on throughout the pay-per-view, that might be interesting. I mean, like you know, that they can they can take this time to kind of play around with some of this production type stuff and new things and at least experiment. So when we're hopefully back to normal sooner than later, maybe they can incorporate some of the stuff they had, like with that boneyard match. And, you know, maybe we'll see that a few times a year or or something like that. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm not even interested in it. I'll probably put it on after someone reminds me on Sunday. (laughs) We're going to have a watch party probably Sunday. I'm telling you right now, we got to have a watch party for this. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, this is my idea. I haven't, have not put this together yet at all. My head, (laughs) but it's just in my head, but, I'm looking at no, do it on our Facebook page. Yeah. We do pay-per-view names from last year. This is from 2019, because obviously 2020 is pretty much out the window as far as actual pay-per-views. Um, but, like, Stomping Grounds. What the hell is that? Like, that's just... What? <laughs> Let's just make it up stuff. Like, at least, like you said, like... <laughs> it's fall, not even in Connecticut and New York. It's like... Like, Fall Brawl. It's, it's in the fall, and it's going to be a brawl. Fall Brawl. Okay. I, that's easy to understand. <laughs> Halloween Havoc. It's happening around Halloween. There's going to be some Havoc. Boom. Done. Like a super brawl. There's going to be a brawl and a super, super brawl. Okay, cool. Super Bowl, too. So I kind of understand that. There you go. Great American Bash. It's it's around July 4th. It's Independence Day. It makes perfect sense. Like, okay, Bash at the Beach. It's in the summertime. I think it's in June, right? Boom. Done. Like It's easy. Easy concepts. Easy to understand. Slamboree, I could okay, maybe that's a little weird, but it's a slam, <laughs> it's slam, instead of jamboree, slamboree, okay, all right, it's wrestling stuff, okay, it's probably the maybe the worst one, but all right, Starcade, <laughs> it's a cavalcade of stars, Starcade, okay, I get it, like it's not hard to understand, <laughs> like, right. the, like stomping ground, spring stampede, spring, yeah, that, that was a spring. Good one. like you base it around a season. You know, like, I, it's just easier for me to understand. I don't know why I don't get the WWE ones. I don't like stomping grounds. What does that mean? What are you talking? Who's stomping grounds exactly? <laughs> you know, who, who, where, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't remember know. people trying to even like Shy Town Rumble, Wrestle War, like, right? Yeah, yeah, though, and like, I get, yeah, I remember people trying to makes sense of the stomping grounds it's like oh seth rollins you know the stomp and stuff like that but it's like we, we don't we don't need a pay-per-view surrounded surrounding one person we're not in your house december wwf we're like they all there right. rock bottom yeah. Degeneration yeah. X. dx uh, it's time even in 96 like centered around vader but they decided not to have him meet yeah. Shawn michaels and sit instead and then you know 99 was Armageddon, I think they finally did away with, you know, it centered around one person, which I always thought was weird. And I'm not saying it was like a bad idea because it would be cool for your your number one star to have that. But like the DX thing was weird. Uh, Rock Bottom, I kind of got it, but I still didn't like it. You know, it was just weird. They had the, 
in the entrance they had the rocks you know portrait you right. know by the entrance and it's just like we don't we don't need that come on well, he was a heel at least it's like ah i don't know i, I kind of right. got that right. in yeah. a little bit but i forgot great american badgers in june and slammer yeah the beast was in july but i just understand these names better than i do super showdown that's a terrible name oh, it's a terrible name and they're so generic it's like I no one even thought nobody even put any thought behind it and the Crown one that you put thought behind like... are bad like <laughs> stomping grounds fast lane oh fast lane man the worst Terrible. i thought that was a joke roadblock end of the line trash go ahead to your end of the line baby end of the line baby it's trash bro chat so far we've had in 2020 obviously before the uh pandemic hit yeah worlds collide which was a network special um for nxt and nxt uk and whatnot uh elimination chamber which is just the name of the match which is you know that's what happens at world rumble but they have a lot of these now it's elimination chamber it's tlc it's money in the bank it's hell in a cell no creativity just give it that name and that's it and the ones, like I said, it's probably bet for the best that you don't have creativity because that's how you want a stomping grounds or battleground. Something with ground. <laughs> <laughs> Underground. It's like something. We're going to have some like hostile grounds. Right. Something like that. That could be a thing. <laughs> hostile ground. Murky their, ne- their next war games is going to be, they're going to rename it hostile grounds because AEW is doing a war games match. <laughs> yeah, I could see it happening. I mean, Extreme Rules is just the name of the matches. You know, gosh, sort of- I forgot about that one. Right. That was cool here this year. Oh, it was here. No, we had Elimination Chamber here. I'm sorry. I was at Elimination Chamber. How can I forget? <laughs> well, very easily, I'm sure. <laughs> it seems like years ago now. <laughs> After everything well, actually, Elimination Chamber would be one of those events that would probably be cool because you get to see two Chamber matches and there's usually like some big right. angle that happens. But- and you, like I said, they they do it and it's I, I understand it. It's just that it's, there's no creativity in it. Mm-hmm. And now you and then you also book yourself into a corner because it's February. There's got to be elimination chamber matches now. It's like no, how about you just book an angle where it's warranted and you have it at that mm-hmm. particular show. Hell in a Cell, the same thing because it's October. Got to have a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, that like, I wanna I wanna like it shouldn't be it shouldn't come up because it's like that time. It's like the AFC Championship. Oh, the NFL playoffs. It's, that's a yeah. grudge match. It's not. Oh, it's October. Time to go to Hell in a Cell. Like every every big feud. Hell in a Cell. <laughs> what if I want to do a Hell in a Cell in March, <laughs> in June? I have to tell you, if you haven't watched it yet, on the WWE Network, that latest Untold between McFoley and Triple H, they go around that time where they had those two matches at the Royal Rumble and No Way Out, and it's kind of. They go through that timeline and it's like 50 minutes or something like that. And I watched it earlier today, actually. And this is where I think wrestling fans today, and I make fun of them a lot because fans are fickle. And I think it's it's dumb to be as complainy as fans are. But I don't think I complain as much as I'm just like tired. I'm like worn out from the product. So I'm just like, whatever. And everything that Triple H said in there, everything Mick Foley said in there, I'm telling you, man, if you haven't watched it yet, do it as quickly as you can whenever you have time. They talk about how important character is 
timing and all this and how everything worked out perfectly during that time period. But then Triple H talks about Hell in a Cell and how like you've done everything you can in a feud and there's nowhere else to go. And boom, like you go in Hell in a Cell and that's it. Like that's the final place of the feud and that's what happens. Like that's the blow off. Uh, Some of the, some of these matches are like the first time like right. the first time the these first people match are, between these two people it's ridiculous it's really ridiculous and it it's embarrassing to wrestling um it's embarrassing to entertainment because you know vince is like oh this is all the sports entertainment and stuff like that it's like it's it's completely the opposite of a story so you could like, do it like it's NXT all about stories even, but it's terrible nxt even they have war games every year in november we know it's coming in November, but they book it to where it's the culmination of a bunch of feuds yep. in one. It's not like it just feels shoehorned. Yeah, they started it in August, basically. Right. <laughs> August, September, they start building up and building up because they know what they're going to. They know they got uh, war games coming up later in the fall and in early, you know, in November. So they it comes to a crescendo at that point. Whereas like how WWE doesn't feel that way, even if you know it's coming, that's even it's even worse. It's probably even more egregious because you know it's coming, yep. so you can book out a couple feuds that are going to lead to a Hell in a Cell that come to some type of tentpole at SummerSlam, and and you got Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and then Hell in a Cell. Like you know, if you got those three pay per views back to back to back, make them all come to a crescendo at Hell in a Cell, not SummerSlam. I don't understand SummerSlam is your big show. For the summer, but you got Hell in a Cell right behind it, pretty much. Like, so, or two months later, I should say, because September is a show. They have a pay per view September, but you gotta, there's gotta be some type of way to move that around. It's just, it just books themselves to a corner. We've talked about that for a long time, and we'll talk about it again in the future, probably. Yeah, got, AEW's got pay per views now, by the way. Eight Revolution. Yeah, they're not a great. Eh. Double or nothing? Yeah. Eh. Uh, they had what was it last year? They had all out. See, double or nothing. It was a was a progression of a company. I, I would think they should just leave that. You know, their their first pay per view was what all out. You said, well, was that double or nothing? Was their first show, right? Double or nothing, because all out technically wasn't an AEW show. Yeah, so. that, was, that was all in was the show. Oh that yeah, was sorry, all in. Then you and, had full gear after that. Well, man, I still can't believe that was a name. I, whatever. Uh, it's, it's a name. It's you know what's funny, by terrible. the way? You know what's funny? Uh, you know, I listened to Jim Ross's podcast, and he had meant when he was talking about full gear, he would say fully loaded a lot. That was another, <laughs> that was another bad WWF name. Paper you name, I did. Yeah. Stupid. That's- but, yeah, that, was, that wasn't great. They had some no. better ones back in the day. Like we talked about this: Backlash, yeah. Judgment Day, Armageddon, um, you know, uh, No Mercy. Uh, nothing. They brought know. back a couple of those. They brought back Backlash, and I think they brought back No Mercy a couple years ago, right? They did. They did. No Way Out. You know, like they brought back a couple of those, and they were good. You know, they're good names to shows. You know, but. Yeah. But I think maybe they, they, they need to bring back Unforgiven. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah. Armageddon in December was always a good one. Um, so, yeah, they had like a lot. Judgment Day is even a good one. 
right. to me. And, and it just I, got I rid of them. Like it at all, but um, but like AEW, double or nothing. I'm like, eh. <sighs> graduate from it's that. Come up with something better, because you know, double or nothing was supposed to be like your, hey, we're here for real, and then why don't you just make it something different? But I understand the whole process, so probably changing it wouldn't have made much sense in, in the grand scheme of things, but. Why not go triple or nothing, and then quadruple or nothing? Okay. <laughs> that, that'll be tough to do after like six. Um, but yeah, it's a lost art, it seems like. You know what, what would be fine, and I don't think I've seen this around? If they put Roman numerals, so if, is it double or nothing too? I mean, I don't see why not. I would be, uh, that would be cool. I don't see why not. It's a idea to me. All right, we've talked enough. We've done enough yapping. Two nineteen fifteen. Two <laughs> hours, nineteen minutes, fifteen seconds. If you haven't done it by now, I don't know what you've been waiting for. But um, that's where we're at. Fall Brawl ninety eight, the main event, War Games. As I you know, we talked about earlier, NXT they do War Games pretty well. They build it up pretty well. WCW nineteen ninety eight, the promotion that invented War Games. Not so much. <laughs> but hey, there's two yeah. rings, though. We're here. Yes, two rings. And With the logo teams. and the mat. There's three teams, which NXT did do. I think the first year they brought it back, they had three teams. I'm much more of a proponent of the two-team format. Two teams, I think it's, what, four people each? Or is it five people? Either way. It's usually a four-on-four match, right? War games? Wait, hold on. Did you repeat that, what you just said? Like, uh, war games usually a four on four or five on five. Correct. Correct. What? This year, what we're actually commentating is not. Right. It's the it's the three teams. Right. Okay. I'm saying, I, I was sure the two teams. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if you meant the WWE was doing the three teams or not. But they did. They the did. Came back. Right. But no, the this past year they did three they teams. Did they get this year? Oh yeah, with the women, right? No, they did two teams the first two years, right? I thought they did three one year. And then they did three this past year. I could have sworn they did three one year. Oh, wait, because you know they, they did the shark cage. Yeah, because the first year it was Undisputed Era, Sanity, and Roderick Strong, and Authors oh. of Pain. I totally... Oh, no, it was Sanity and Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong. Yeah, against Undisputed Era. Right, and I think that's, that's when... Strong turned. Turned, yep. Yeah. He's turned off as a pain. So that was 2017. Wow. Right? Yeah. And then 2018 is when they had. That's when they had two teams. It was Pete Dunn, Ricochet, War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era. And then last year, I think that's. You're right. I think they went back to three with the women. No, they had. They had two War Games matches. Right. And it was two teams. Oh, wow. It was Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Knox, Dakota Kai versus it was Team Baszler versus Team Ripley. And then the men's Knox. match, it was two teams. Two teams of four. Huh. And Kevin yeah. Owens was, you know, in the... Uh, oh, yeah. So that's what I prefer. I prefer the two teams of four. And that's when the, you start the match beyond... And you do the coin toss for the man advantage. The whole thing that you used to do with the yeah. horsemen back in the day. 
they're pretty much repeating it with Undisputed Era because they're in it every year now. <laughs> it's <just> like their <laughs> annual match. Yeah. Uh, good luck to those guys surviving that match every year. But here we are, two nineteen fifteen. You ready to hit it? Ready. All right, three, two, one, hit it. There we go. All right. Turn this down. Logo in the it's, middle. It up the entire ring, though. They couldn't make that smaller? I love it. They could have made that smaller. They absolutely could have, but I love it anyway. It's so ridiculously big. I appreciate that. I think the previous years was uh, a lot smaller than that. <laughs> it should be. Come on. This is absurd. <laughs> you remember when they had the Halloween Havoc and then they had the Snickers all around and the Slim Jim all around? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, get the, yeah, make that money, man. Hey, man. I, I guess you're making sure these companies getting their money's worth. That was one of the things that made me like WCW's differences from if WWF. A, look, if AEW is smart, I'm selling the ring, too. Like, forget yeah. that. Make that money. Yeah. Like, you see, like, um, other sports and other leagues, like, like oh, the yeah. CFL, they'll yeah. sell the fields. Why not? MMA, man. It's perfect. Right. The, whole they always have. In, the whole canvas yeah. is covered in logos. Like, and you don't, you don't have to boxes. cover the entire map, but like, put put your logo in the middle and then have one or two logos. Right. It's not like a travesty. Like, look at boxing right. done it for years. And, and maybe if you're a purist, you don't you know, want it. But like, man, this is about money. Right. Teams sell their jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it makes me wonder, like, I guess the performers, do they prefer, um, you know, a blank mat? Maybe it's easier for them. Maybe they their depth perceptions are off if they see something on the mat. Like, I don't know. I've never been in a ring Maybe like a slippery or two, you know, like. Uh, maybe. There's a reason but why, like, the remember the NBA finals? You had, like, the big trophy in the ring. Yeah. Like, on the, I mean, not in the ring, and on the court. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have, like, the big trophy. I'm just watching. From what I'm watching, the Batista Smirnoff Seltzer commercial. On my television right now, and just stop me dead in my tracks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Batista though, good for Batista. Okay. But um, like the NBA used to have like, I don't even know if they even have playoff logos. Period on the court during the playoffs anymore. They used to have like playoff logos and like, and I think it's because they moved them because it was slippery. Huh. And, and they used to have like the big trophy on the floor for the finals, and they don't do that anymore. They don't do anything. The court's pretty much bare for the playoffs. Huh. Uh, which is like, you know, I get it. You don't want people slipping and sliding, but it's like, oh, man. It's aesthetically pleasing to the viewer. Right. You know, to me, like, and it's like, like instantly it. different. It's like, this is the finals. Like, yes. that's cool. Yes. This is the playoffs. Like, you watch football. They got the logos on the field. I guess you know? now that all the sports games have that score bug, uh, which, you know, a few decades ago, they didn't have the score bug on every single time. Maybe they're like, Everyone knows this is the finals because it says it on the scorebook. That's uh, fair. I like that little touch though. I mean, like I'm like you when it yeah. comes to sports. Like like not like not that wrestling isn't a sport, but like you know normal team sports. It's, I like to see in the different like signage and stuff like that. Like make it feel yeah. special. Yeah, I I was always a proponent. It's funny when I coached high school baseball, I would want um, the groundskeepers to or the, to put the chalk the, the white border on the outside of the batting circle like kind of how the atlanta braves do it and there's mm. probably some other teams but the phillies always leave it bare so it's just 
the dirt and then grass. There, right. There's no line of chalk, you know. And I was, I just like how it looks. So for one of our uh, games, I, I was the assistant coach, and I asked the head coach, I was like, yo, can you get them to, like, put the chalk around the batting circle and all that? And he did it. He was like, yeah, it does look kind of cool. And I was like, yeah. But they, they don't, you know, it's kind of. They're not going to do it for every single baseball game. We have we're on a budget, so we can't use use it <laughs> right. um, so so much. Um, but you know, even for the Phillies, I loved when they had the Phillies logo behind the plate. Um, right. And they just don't do that for every game. But it's always cool when you see like when it says the World Series logo on the first base and yeah. third base lines. Yep. I always like when it's you know. For playoff time for the Eagles, and we got the banners hanging up. And it says wild card or divisional or whatever championship. Oh, DDP's coming out. The DDP yoga. Bam. Well, bang. Many years bam. before that. I said bam like Emma Lagasse. It's bang. <laughs> so these are three teams. Yes, three teams of three. Uh, three. Yeah. yeah. Again, not a fan of that format. I don't know why WWE even did it when they brought it back. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was rumored that they would, and then they just changed course. I don't know. Two teams of four is always... Maybe it's just I'm a purist for war games. <laughs> I'm used to that. And it's just easier to keep track of. As a yeah. fan, instead of nine, you know, three teams with nine people in the ring, potentially, you got two teams of... I mean, it's one less person in the ring, but it's still they're on two sides, not three. <laughs> you know, that's that's just harder to keep track of to me. Then the shark like case thing, weird... the shark case thing was just weird. Yeah, they still did that. I think this year with the women, they had the shark cage thing. That's just I don't know. They didn't have to do that before. <laughs> yeah, they just wait in the shark cage and then open it. I I don't see why. You know, if you're a heel team. When that cage door opens, you don't just bull rush it so all you can get <laughs> right. out of there. You know, like maybe that's coming next this year or something like that. But makes sense. And uh, so this is in September 1998. WWF had don't I don't know if they had break breakdown yet. That was their 1998 pay per view mm. breakdown. When Austin lost the title, but then it was held up. But I think, yeah, I think it was after this. Look at that guy doing the flash photography right behind Bret Hart. <laughs> Touching Bret Hart. Unreal. The flash camera, though. Bam! Epiphany <laughs> this week. I don't know if you saw my Twitter. What was the I epiphany? When we started this podcast, I would say, eh, well, I'm not sure if I have a favorite wrestler. Like, I just, I never looked at wrestling that way to, to watch and be like, I want to see his match over his and vice versa or anything. So then Randy Savage became like my favorite wrestler because I, I would just rewatch, you know, him against the Warrior at Mania 7 and then against Ric Flair at Mania 8. And there was like two, two of my all time favorites. And I was like, no, Randy Savage was an awesome performer. Great at what he did in WWF and WCW. Uh, he's my favorite. Like, I will watch anything Randy Savage. And I thought that was it. I've been watching some stuff uh, the last few months. And now that 
WWF uploaded, uh, WWF uploaded, WWE Network uploaded more Superstars episodes um, during Bret Hart's, you know, heydays champion the first time. I'm like, man, Bret Hart, you know, I make, made fun of him for years for treating wrestling too, too much like it was real life and stuff like that. Like, he just never seemed to understand it was a show and it was entertainment. But the fact that he treated it so real, just like Randy Savage, is why I fell in love with wrestling. You know, seeing how much they put into their craft and how much the title meant to Bret Hart, you know, um, you know how he would do anything to save it. And, you know, just like any and his character just felt real. And Bret Hart, he, he's he's one of my all time faves, man. I don't dislike anything. Oh, I'm sure that didn't end his career. Like, damn, that was a wicked slap by DDP. Like, what the hell? Um, Bret Hart was one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, man. Like, people think he was boring in the ring, and I understand because a lot of his matches felt the same um, back. But he had some really great matches with people he never should have. Everybody's matches were kind of boring back then. You know, did the same moves. So I don't think you should hold that against Bret Hart. Um, I mean, I do think he should have done the job at Survivor Series, but um, you know, he 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 treated it like it was real, and it was the most important thing in his life, and I respect that. And I, you know, like a, a lot of the things he did are, are the reasons why I fell in love with wrestling. So. One of my favorites of all time. I kind of had an epiphany, and uh, anything involving him, I'll watch. Maybe not WCW, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, he was still good for a little dirt. while until he got hurt. But, you know, WWF, like, he, he did the best he could, you know, in 94, 95, 96, and passed the torch, and, you know, Shawn Michaels literally told him to get the F out of the ring. Maybe he was talking about Jose Lothario. <laughs> I doubt it. But, you know, he, he probably dealt with so much BS. But this man wanted to be a hero. So I give him props for treating it real uh, for me. You know, it's always for me, for the fan. You know, he wanted to make you believe. All right. So I just noticed something. There's three teams here, but only two teams started out. That's right. Okay. So I guess the advantage is having more rest in this one instead of having the extra man. So will the next person be from the third team? Right, because this is NWO Hollywood and, and WCW, so it should be from the Wolfpack then, right? Because hmm. I guess the, the so advantage, like I said, is to have the rest. Yeah. That's what the advantage would be instead of having the extra man, which I would assume would, I would rather have. But you know, you know what was also cool? Those yellow turnbuckles. I don't care. <laughs> I'll talk to you about the logos in the ring because those are much more noticeable than the uh, turnbuckles. But I don't care about the turnbuckles. 
apparently Nick Patrick is uh, not on the take anymore. <laughs> Jack Tunney was. Jack on the take Tunney. <laughs> Wait a minute, still... dude, we can pin each other now? Wait a second. This is all totally different, man. I know. There was. Uh, it's not even fun. referees in the War Games match. There's... Somebody has to give up. Uh, and just a year before this was the 97 one where Kurt Henning turned on the Horseman. And that might have been one of the best War Games finishes, I think. Wait, Tony Cervani just explained that they added referees this year because there's nine people in there. But, like, that's one extra person. You add two referees for one person? Like, yeah, man. That makes sense. One that's person true. cannot handle nine oh, guys. Big Stevie Ray. So, wait a minute. Yeah. He's representing NW. There's nobody in here from the Red Wolf Pack then. Nope. What the hell? <laughs> so this is random? What, man? I don't know. Let's. Slapjack. What is that? Yeah, he had like a weapon too. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he put the name of it on his chunks. Nice. Okay, Triple H putting sledgehammer on his trunk. <laughs> Stevie Ray. This is weird, though. Because there's three teams, right? Why the... What the hell? All right, whatever. This is a short interval, too. This is only two minutes. The, the highest... The biggest one was the first one. Uh, the first five one, minutes, yeah. right? I think I thought that might be the case usually, but I thought that it was way equal. I guess I was wrong. I don't know. I could, there's so many variations of war games at this point. I don't even know. I'm just trying to choke the life out of him. Can you DQ someone in here? <laughs> so changing all the rules. Hmm. All right, so 30 sec- less than 30 seconds left. Um, so I haven't seen this. I don't I don't know what the hell is going on. I feel like somebody from DDP seems to come out now. So the funny part is whoever gets the pinfall or submission be gets any pinfalls. A, world title, a world title shot. So why are there teams to begin with? There shouldn't it's be any pinfalls. Oh, there we go. a Wolfpack member, okay. The best thing, in my opinion. No, it's not. You're a liar. You don't believe that. <laughs> Things should have never joined the NWO. It's been a whole year attacking people from the NWO. Now he, I mean, good. sure, it's not the Hollywood version, but come on. Yeah, it's like you know what. That's, that, that's it, terrible. Like, why not just stay with WCW and be friendly with the NWO Wolfpack? But <laughs> I don't. He is like, it like, like it's so oh. bizarre to see. Spent a whole year fighting them. <laughs> I'm glad DDP. Listen, the DDP never joined. That's what made him special. So we got a Wolfpack guy in here. So who's what's the, what's the logic behind this? I don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Let's see, I'm, I'm looking. Let's see, dude. I mean, there shouldn't be any pinfalls. Like, the, it's the match beyond. Didn't it? Wait a, wait a minute. Didn't it? 
Maybe I'm tripping. Hold on, I'm thinking. I'm thinking here. They would fight in the cage the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. That's what made it war games. <laughs> I feel like a one year. There's one year where they they didn't, and then once the match beyond started, that's when the cage came down. But maybe I'm mis- Maybe I'm thinking about something else. For specifically war games. <sighs> I thought that's what happened, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I am wrong. <laughs> I know. Remember what was a lockdown? Remember lethal lockdown or whatever? Yeah. It was lockdown, right? When they had the big yeah. lock, it was like their war games. Yep. And they would lower the cage after a certain point. Well, maybe, the roof. You think it was a Hell in a Cell you're thinking about? Maybe something uh, happened that they lowered the cage after. There's been so many damn cage matches. <laughs> All right, everyone's Piper <laughs> representing W. So we got one. Wolfpack, two Hollywood, two WCW. So the next guy is probably going to be Hollywood, just because. At this point, I was totally done with uh, the older guys in WCW. Um, WWF was obviously coming out strong. And Wait a minute, he's fighting DDP. What's going on? Uh, he he doesn't team? know the rules. What? Can you imagine trying to explain the rules to these guys when they're like, what sense would it make to even work in teams, though? Because the winner gets a title shot. So okay. why would you even why would I, you even work I, in teams? I'm confused as hell. I don't know. And maybe, Piper, maybe Piper was like, if the winner gets a title shot, why would I what, what, team what, with anyone? Hey, so were there not teams? There were. It just made no sense. <laughs> okay. Whoever got the win. They're representing these, these factions. I know. I know. And they don't mean that sense. they're like actually <laughs> right? EDP and Piper are going back and forth now. I don't. I guess they're not actual teammates. It's just that's what did make it worse. That's what made it worse. Yeah, I no. There's no like rhyme or reason to anything right now. <laughs> this is significantly worse than the, the three team one WWE did. At least there was some order. Yeah. This is just a mess. I have no idea what's going on. I'm still tripping at the fact that they have pinfalls before everybody's in the ring. Yep. The whole point of the match is to start. It doesn't really start until the match beyond and when everybody's in. And you there is no pinfalls. Just- they were trying there to compete. To say. That's Lex Luger. Like, why wouldn't you be like running to the ring? I mean, I, I don't know. Take energy. But like, so what if the match ends when you're in the aisle? Ruin the war games. The match that starts after everybody's in there, <laughs> and then you there's no pinfalls. It's, you you submit. That's how JJ Dillon would get beat every year because he would be well, he would be the fifth guy. That's what they did at five on five back then. They had yeah, that's what they did at five maybe, on five in the beginning. Yeah, maybe you're thinking because uh, they don't technically lock the door because everyone has to get in the ring first, right. but then they lock the door and then Michael Buffer comes on and be like, the door is not locked or something like that, and but it back, becomes this big thing. Back in the beginning, they would do five on five because JJ Dillon would be the fifth guy for the Four Horsemen, and once he was in. They would beat him up real bad, and he would give up, and that's how the four horsemen would lose. <laughs> unless I'm tripping, like, unless I'm misremembering how these uh, matches used to go. That was uh, that was it. 
Let me look it up here. I think they had this war games in like the late 80s, right? Yeah, they still, the first one was in 87. It was the Road Warriors, Nikolai Volkov, no, no, not Nikolai Volkov, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rose, Paul Ellering, who was, of course, managing the Road Warriors. Um, Yeah, they had him at Great American Bashes two years in a row. And it's pretty much the same two teams the next year. <laughs> Let's see. Flair, Arn, Lex, Tully, and war, the War Machine. Who was the War Machine? Ray Washington. Trailer. Oh, big... Of course, this is Ray Trailer. Big Boss Man. Big Bubba Rogers. Oh, it's Kevin S. So now the third Wolfpack member is in here. Okay, I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay. So according to Wikipedia, it was consists of two teams or three teams the between with between two, three and five participants facing off with each other in a staggering entry format. What? That's another thing too. There used to be doors on each side when there's two teams. Wait, what? Hogan's already out? Yes, a minute. And change left, but yet he's entering now. Okay. So there are no rules. It's like that dude in Domino's takes off his shirt. What is happening here? Somebody's getting a torture rack. Giving up. The slapjack. Oh, what? Well, hasn't NXT allowed pinfalls recently? Yeah. I'm sure NXT has allowed pinfalls. They had different rules to begin with. They always allow pinfalls or submission. On yeah. Their, uh, their... But at least they're not allowed, I don't think, until the match beyond begins, you know. I can at least accept that. I can at least accept that. Just nothing happens until everybody's in. It's just so funny because NWO Hollywood just turned on Bret Hart for whatever reason. Oh, man. Just, what are they doing here? They're going for the bonsai drop on Nash. <laughs> okay. Does Kevin Nash want to sit up? <laughs> Oh, big leg drop. It's like drop probably would like shit. It's just my language. <laughs> I don't uh, think it was a bad finisher. A lot of people hate that finisher, but I don't think it was that bad. This is odd. And then the leg drop, and then you're knock loopy, man. No one would survive that. How great would it have been if Stevie Ray turned on Hogan here and won the match? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the champ at this time? Uh, Goldberg. So yeah, September 98 would have been Goldberg, Goldberg. right? Hollywood. Oh, no! Yes. Dude, that is so much smoke. That is a lot of smoke. 
This is the worst war games of all time. It's official. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to make Warrior Supernatural. <laughs> he just appear. And he immediately gets stomped out. <laughs> you gotta wait for it now. Is that actually him? Is that like an imposter? <laughs> That's an imposter, right? Look at all that smoke. Yeah. Or fire extinguishing stuff. You can tell the way he was pounding his chest. Like, Warrior would never do it like that. It was so stupid. And now he's gone. Where's the yeah. trapdoor? I want to see it. I wish I could see it in the that was an imposter, apparently. Oh, there he is. Oh, he almost fell. One warrior nation. Warrior's still over, boy. Stay after he debuted in WCW, his first WCW pay-per-view. How does this... Oh, so who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Is that Horace Hogan? Who's that? Speedgate, man. What? Yeah. The disciple. Where's the briefcase? Hit him in the head again. Yeah. See if, without the mask, see if it helps. So wait, if you leave the cage, you, you get you, you lose, right? Isn't that how... What? He locked it... He locked him in. What? Well, I guess what? you lose, but you don't win. He told him to lock the cage and knock the referee out. What the hell? Now Warrior understands what's happening. What is happening? Tell me, Nick. I don't know what's going on. We're going to see the smoke again, and the Warrior's going to be like outside the ring somehow. Oh, is that the imposter down there in between the rings? Or is that somebody else? Is that Piper? Or I don't even see it. Uh, there's a hand sticking out from in between the rings. <laughs> I think it was Piper. AJ Styles. Maybe. And, uh, I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, that's right. He kicks through the cage here. That's a spoiling it, Nick. That's how he gets outside. This whole Warrior Hogan thing was among the worst things WCW. Hogan ever. walked all the way around the ring for what? I know. But for this, because he needed to lead the warrior to this end. It wouldn't make sense if he went the other way. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if one of those things went into the crowd. Oh jeez, he's out of the cage. Yep. Where did he go? Oh there he is. He's hurt. He hurt his knee falling down. <laughs> he definitely hurt that that was a far drop. He just fell. Like there's no way he didn't hurt his knee. The gif that I saw this week with the Macho Man jumping off the steel cage from Halloween Havoc 97. That's when he like really tore up his knee, and he was never the same after that. I was like, why would he jump off the top of the cage? I don't know. Why, why is this match even a thing at this point? What is going on? I have no idea. Everybody's limping. Everybody's hurting. Red Hart. What just Sell happened? And he is. Oh, my God. Cutter. Stevie Ray was just waiting for it. Well, at least that happened. No one is amused. No one knows what the hell is going on. DDP at least versus DDP gets to face Goldberg at Halloween Havoc. 
and have the best match of Goldberg's career, arguably. And Hogan and Warrior have the worst match, arguably, of all time at Halloween Havoc. But I don't think that's arguable. <laughs> it's arguable. There's some pretty bad matches out there. I don't know. It's, bad, it's really bad considering who's who's in it, but like there are far worse matches than that, I'm sure. That might have been definitely the that worst was. War Games match. That's the worst Ever. War Games match for sure. And and I, I feel bad massive cluster. I still don't know what happened. I still don't know the point. I still don't know there was team. I didn't. What? Everybody just standing around wondering what the hell happened. No one's ha- like no one's like clapping or like popping. <laughs> There's nothing. Because now they're like, man, DDP in the main event of Halloween Havoc. That's lame. No, he still he he wasn't he wasn't as over at this time. Like he was super over in early '97 and you know all that year going against Randy Savage, but he kind of lost a little bit in '98. I don't know, man. And I think people just kind of turned on him. Was trash. That was Goldberg and Sting. Why is Sting even in this match if he has a match against Goldberg? <laughs> That was worse than Dean's Day Cage. With wow. so much star power. Mm-hmm. And it was still pretty doing pretty well at this point. It's just that was just terrible. <laughs> like I had no idea what was going on. It was just it, that that's embarrassing. It's bad. That was really bad. <laughs> I, I I really like that's it. That's all I got. Like it was terrible. I'm I'm mad. I'm sorry for like amending this match. <laughs> well, I think the whole premise was entertaining in a in a bad way. That's why we did last week the Doomsday Cage and this was uh it wasn't funny, you know, the way the Doomsday Cage yeah. match was. This was just flat out bad. This was just a mess. Yeah. Icky. Terrible. Well, it's a crappy way to end the show, but <laughs> you gotta end it. So, Nick, take us out with some plugs. Yeah. You can hopefully follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter. Um, my tweets are fire, I swear. <laughs> you can also follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the straight shooters. And also follow me at phillyinfluencer.com and sometimes at phillyvoice.com. I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. You can check me out there. Uh, I would not be out here in these streets (laughs) because you all know why. (laughs) It's pretty obvious as to why. Um, But, of course, you know, shootersradio.com where you can find all 230 one prior episode prior episodes of the straight shooters you can find that on straightshootersradio.com of course we're on we're on uh, patreon excuse me patreon.com slash shooters radio where you can subscribe to some exclusive content for the nominal fee of 199 uh we usually do a lot of commentaries there but you know since we're having some fun and it's a very very strange time in our world not just our country but the planet uh we figured we changed it up a little bit and have some fun and do some free live commentaries. But you want to hear some of our old ones, again, patreon.com slash shooters radio. Until next time, 
For Nick McCone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 232 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.